Hello, and welcome to the Scriptures Are Real podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about elements uh, that have made or things that have made the scriptures become real to us and made it so we can apply it to our lives better because we need the power that we can draw from the scriptures. I'm your host, Kerry Mielstein, and today we're doing a short cast. In fact, I'm going to do a series of short casts. Uh, we have so much, a huge chunk of material that's being covered this week and Come Follow Me. And uh, these are some of the stories that are, we have more detail about than any other stories. Uh, there's just real human elements in these and all sorts of interesting things going on. And they're very, very real. And uh, even though most of that story is skipped in the assigned Come Follow Me reading, I feel like I, if I can try and cover them just briefly for you, that uh, it will help other stories make sense. And, and they're just, again, such real stories. I hope they make the scriptures more real. Uh, I'm not going to go into as much detail as I could, and we're not going to do geography and archaeology as much as we could, but I will encourage you to go to the other playlist on my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is The Scriptures Are Real. The playlist is my Old Testament classes, and this would be uh, for uh, Old Testament, uh, or it would be David 2.1 and 2.2, and then the David 3.1, 3.2, and I think maybe even 3.3, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, all of those, and uh, even the first Solomon video covers the stuff that is in this week's uh, reading, because there's so much in this reading. So anyway, just in the, I'm going to do a series of short ones, and you can decide what you want to do or, or not. Uh, in this one, we are going to cover the uh, story from uh, really uh, chasing David to the death of Saul and David beginning to be king over Judah initially, not over all of Israel, but just over Judah. So that's uh, that's the material that we're going to cover in this reading, so or in this short cast. So we've talked about David, uh, Saul chasing David, and David having the opportunity to kill Saul and not doing it, and again, trying to get Saul to change from this, and clearly he loves Saul despite all that Saul has done for him, and he loves Jonathan, and we've talked about that uh, in a couple of different uh, episodes. Um, let's just do storyline. This, this one will mostly be storyline. So David earlier, we didn't talk about this, but earlier when Saul was first chasing him, he fled to Gath to try and find asylum at Gath. I find it really interesting that he would go to Gath. Again, to some degree, it makes sense because it's straight down the valley from Bethlehem. If you just go down the valley and around that S curve, then you get to, uh, to Gath, but it's also where Goliath is from. Doesn't see, you know, Goliath does have family and friends that live there and David killed them uh or killed goliath I, I, it just seems like it's not the first place i would go to uh for asylum but that's where he went and uh akish who was the king of gath uh wanted to kill david and so david uh faked being insane because it's kind of a taboo for them to kill insane people so he just fakes being insane and he gets away and then he has all these other places he's running to and saul trying to kill him and stuff and he finally says you know what saul's gonna catch me i might as well just go uh to the philistines and uh, Saul won't chase me in a Philistine city. So he does come back to Gath, and, uh, and Achish uh, decides that he will try uh, working with, with uh, David now. The thing that has changed is that it's become very clear that Saul is trying to kill him. That wasn't apparent when David came the first time. By now, he knows that Saul's trying to kill him. Everybody knows it, and so he's, I think he tends to think, when reading between the lines here, but I would guess that Achish thinks, ah, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, David certainly is no longer beholden to uh, the kingdom of Israel because the king's trying to kill him. So maybe he is 
trustworthy. So Akish gives David uh, as his kind of little home territory, a town called Ziklog. And Ziklog uh, w- is going to be the place where uh, his uh, family and, and the family of all of his, this huge band that he's starting to gather will stay. Um, and uh, he is getting a, a band of some pretty impressive warriors, some of whom we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, there's some pretty uh, really impressive guys in, in terms of uh, battle abilities and so on. Um, so David is going to be there and he goes out and he fights all sorts of enemies of the Philistines, but they're also enemies of the Israelites. So he's, he's helping the Philistines, but he's helping the Israelites at the same time. This will work out well for him because when he comes to the throne, he's already defeated a lot of the people that he needs to defeat if they're going to be safe in their homeland. So that then segues to the story of Saul. Saul uh, and the Philistines that have been fighting enough that this is coming to a real showdown. And uh, some of this is going to be over who controls trade routes and military routes. And so the great last battle of Saul is going to take place in the same place that the battle between Gideon and the Midianites took place. Again, it's, it's the, you've got the Jezreel Valley. I, I talked about this in that podcast. So I'm just going to be really brief here. But as you go north and south between Africa and up to either uh, Europe or Asia, um, you get you have to go through this land bridge that Israel straddles that land bridge and in the north-south route. At some point, you have to cross east-west just a little bit. And the, the place to do that is in the Jezreel Valley. And there's really only one place to go out on the eastern side of the Jezreel Valley and a couple little places to go out on the western side. So if you can control those, those two little bottlenecks, really, um, you control the east-west route, and especially that eastern bottleneck right by Beit Sha'an. And so that is exactly where the battle was fought between the, uh, the Israelites under Gideon and the Midianites. Really, it has to be over controlling the ability to move and the ability to move goods and people and, and military things. Um, and uh, this is where Saul is also going to have this last battle because uh, it's clear that it's because that's such a strategic point that neither one of them are going to give up on that particular area. So again, the Israelites are on the south side and the uh, Philistines are on the north side, just like it was the Gideon and the Midianites were on the north side, Gideon on the south side um, in these different hills. But before the battle is going to take place, Saul wants to know whether he should do this. So there's some kind of a tradition here. We see it in the Book of Mormon a little bit where we have Captain Moroni going to um, Alma, and later on, they'll go to Helaman and so on, trying to find out where they should go to battle. So they're drawing on this tradition in the Book of Mormon, but there's a little bit of a tradition of seeking the Lord's direction in battles, which is fantastic. I would guess it started with Moses. But uh, anyway, we've got this happening. But Saul can't go to Nathan, or I mean, not to Nathan, to Samuel anymore. Samuel has died. Um, Saul's been rejected of the Lord. He still wants direction about this battle. And so he's going to go to uh, the witch of Endor, a necromancer, someone who talks uh, with the, the dead. And uh, this is a, a real problem because that's against the law of Moses. And um, uh, it, he apparently talks to Samuel or at least someone that he is tricked into knowing uh, or thinking it's Samuel. I really can't tell uh, who it is. Um, uh, but uh, in any case, he is certainly doing something that the Lord says is one of the things they should never, ever, ever do. And this shows you how far Saul has fallen. But I'm not going to talk more about that here and now. In any case, um, 
as he does that, uh, he is, and he's, he's going into Philistine territory to do that. He kind of disguises himself and so on. Um, the Philistines are gathering together. And as they gather together, um, Achish has uh, David gather with them. And uh, the rest of the Philistine kings say, hang on, you know, he's an Israelite or a Hebrew and all the guys with them are. We can't trust that they're going to turn. Uh, that uh, we, we believe they might turn against us. We just can't trust them. Uh, we, that's the last thing we need is that in the midst of our own army, suddenly someone starts fighting against us and maybe he can give uh, information to Saul's army and so on. And Akish seems to trust David, but no one else does. So they say, David, go home. Uh, in the meantime, as David and his men have been gone, the Amalekites, these are guys that have been causing problems all over the place, right? The, from when the Israelites first came into the promised land, this is who... Uh, Samuel had Saul fight against and Saul didn't kill all of them. And David, Samuel killed the king of the Amalekites and so on. They're still causing problems. So the Amalekites invade into Ziklag and they take Ziklag and they uh, capture all of David's family that are there and all everyone's family that is there. And so David and his men go and and this is David seeking direction from the Lord before he does it, but he gets direction from the Lord and he goes and uh, frees all of those people and, and brings them back and they get uh, some booty from the, the um, Amalekites and so on. Then we get in second Samuel 31, the story of Saul and his sons being slain. The battle goes poorly for the Israelites and Saul and Jonathan and Saul's other sons all die. And um, so, first of all, Jonathan seems to be maybe the first one to die, but the sons die first, Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua. And uh, when Saul hears that, and he's also been hit by the archers, and it seems like the Israelites aren't really good at archery yet. David's going to get them to work on that. But he gets hit by an archer, and uh, he knows he's going to die, and he asks for his armor bearer to kill him, and his armor bearer says, nope, I'm not doing that. So Saul uh, falls on his own sword and dies, and then his armor bearer falls on his sword and dies. Uh, and so now Saul and all of his uh, sons are dead. Well, not all of his sons, his three, three sons that went with him. There's another son that we're going to learn about in a while. And I don't know for sure that it's an actual son, maybe uh, half, I don't know, maybe from a concubine or, uh, I don't know, uh, nephew or stepson or something. I don't know, because we never hear about him until after this. And, and we don't ever get his real name. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But in any case, the three sons that we always hear about are dead. Um, and Saul dies, and this is, and the and the Israelites then are routed and run away. And when the Philistines find Saul's body, then this is a great triumph for him. And they cut his head off, and they send his armor um, into the uh, different cities to let everyone know, haha, we have conquered this great uh, warrior Saul, who's been causing us all these problems. Um, but they take his body and they they put it on the wall. They fasten it to the wall of Beitsha on. So that's the big city that uh, they are controlling at this point. Um, it had actually been an Israelite, or I mean, an Egyptian stronghold for a very long time because of its strategic importance. The Egyptians had controlled it for a long time, but uh, the Philistines, really, it's the Philistine invasion, and we call it the Sea People invasion of, uh, of Egypt that had kind of forced Egypt out of controlling this area. Um, and so the Philistines uh, are fighting for control of it. They gain control of it here for at least a little while. Um, and they put the body of Saul there on the wall. Now, we get at the very end of chapter 31, and this is the end of, of 1 Samuel. So 2nd, or 1 Samuel 31, 
verse 11, when the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead heard that which the Philistines had done to Saul. So let's remember who Jabesh Gilead is. Uh, we're going to go back uh, several weeks to the end of the book of Judges when they nearly destroyed all of the Benjaminites, but then they had uh, they wanted them to have some daughters to marry so that a tribe doesn't die out. And so they got daughters from Jabesh Gilead because those people had not gone to war. So they hadn't made a, a vow that no one would ever marry the Benjaminites. So daughters from Jabesh Gilead um, marry people in Benjamin, uh, particularly people in Gibeah. And that's where Saul is from. So Saul's grandparents or uh, parent, his mom might be from Jabesh Gilead, uh, if not, then his grandma or something like that. Uh, he's certainly related to these people. And then we hear one of the first things Saul does as king is that the people of Jabesh Gilead are being besieged. Uh, and, and so Saul goes and saves them. And now those same people hear that Saul has died and that his body is being desecrated on the walls of Beit Sha'an. And so those family members whom Saul has saved, or relatives, we should say, you know, the men of Jabesh Gilead, many of whom would be relatives, and all of whom were saved by Saul, they arise, the, the valiant men of Jabesh Gilead arise and go all night. So they do this kind of little night stealth mission. Uh, they have to go across the Jordan River and back up over into to Beit Sha'an, and they steal the wall off, the body off the wall, and they take it to Jabesh Gilead, and, and uh, they... Uh, they burned them there. This is the, the respectful way they're going to bury him. Um, and uh, they, they then take the bones and bury them under a tree and they fast for seven days. And David will thank them for doing that. Um, he will thank them for paying that kind of respect to Saul. And then we get, uh, and this is where we'll end this uh, podcast, is in 2 Samuel chapter 1. Uh, and I'll just remind you, if you didn't hear uh, one of my earlier episodes, that most likely there, this division is, is late, that, that when the book is first written, it's probably not first and second Samuel, it's just all one book, and it gets divided later. Um, in any case, uh, so don't, don't make too much of the break here between the two books, it's just uh, for convenience sake. So David hears that Saul has died. Um, he hears this from someone who claims to have helped kill Saul. Uh, and this person I mean, is, is lying, but must have thought that David would be glad since Saul was trying to uh, kill him. Uh, and David has him executed for having killed the king. Uh, it's, uh, and killing the king is treason, and you should execute people for that. But think, and I've mentioned this a little bit before, but think again that the first act David does as he is becoming king is make it very clear it's not okay to kill the king. It's just not okay in any way, even if the king wants you to kill him, it's not okay to kill the king, which the king's armor bearer knew. This guy apparently didn't know. Uh, so three times now, as David, before David becomes king, he's made it clear that under no circumstances can you ever kill the king. And that's just very good and smart politics. So uh, David does that, and he um, then he mourns and uh, has this amazing lament that I talked about with Dustin Simmons uh, about, oh, how the mighty are fallen. And he mourns both Saul and Jonathan, but especially Jonathan. Um, and it's just uh, in incredibly sad uh, for David. David will then be anointed to become king. He's already been anointed by Samuel, but now all of uh, Judah will anoint him to become king, but not the rest. Uh, and we're going to explore that in the next 
episode. These are going to be short episodes, uh, but we'll explore that in the next episode.